The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 274 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. New World Comic Con is celebrating after another successful pop culture convention at the state fairgrounds. Here to talk about the event and other pop culture topics is New World Comics owner Buck Berlin. Buck, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So, how did it go this year? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It was a huge success, and Uh uh, you know, I worried needlessly. Yes, of course. There's always more concern than you really need to be, but all of a sudden when it happens, you're like, there, it's going. Yeah, and it it was kind of one of those that uh, this year I think that we outgrew ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, I I think that next year we're going to have to go bigger. (gasps) You heard it right here, folks. Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those where, like, I'm not ready to, but we're going to for everyone else's sake. Now, how big are we talking about next year? Well, uh, we're I mean, thinking about... I it's preliminary, but... Yeah, we're thinking about doing a Kickstarter and seeing what we can do, because, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I run the con on a shoestring budget, mm-hmm. so uh, I thought, man, what if I had a little bit of, you know, extra cheddar? Right. <laughs> well, and that works really well. SoonerCon had one as well. And it's yeah. not unusual for a convention to have a Kickstarter to, sh- if one thing gets the, the word out about to fans. Right. And uh, it's it's not that we need to. It's just kind of a, well, what would it be if we had right. a little bit more? Because, um, you know, I'm trying to grow it organically, but it's one of those where uh, I think the demand is, uh, you know, starting to outpace what we can deliver. Mm-hmm. Um and luckily, uh, you know, there's a lot of other cons that are popping up and, and kind of taking uh, taking the initiative, which that's honestly kind of what we were hoping to do yeah. you know, with year two is the, okay, well, uh, let's look at all the other cons. How do we, you know, what do we like? What do we not like? This is how we are going to run a con. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always made sure that uh, uh, all of our uh, people had water and snacks because mm-hmm. every time I went to a convention and talked to a dealer, they were like, oh. I need to go to the bathroom, and I'm hungry, and I'm thirsty. Yeah. So it was the, okay, we're going to make sure that our volunteers can, you know, uh, uh, hold a place for a vendor, make sure that they get water and snacks. And now that's commonplace yeah. here in uh, the Oklahoma cons. So, yeah. like, we got to change that. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that. We, we were, of course, we had a Red Dirt D&D had a table there as well. And I love the fact that the volunteers came by with water and snacks for us without any problems. And then at one point, of course, our entire panel is going up or our entire group is going up to do a panel. Yeah. And we had one of our volunteers come by and just sit at the table. I said, there's nothing you have to do. Just sit there and greet people. And if they want for a card or whatever, just hand them out the information about Red Dirt D&D. Yeah. And it was it went smoothly. You know, an hour, 45 minutes later, we were back at the table, and, and <laughs> some people had come by, apparently. But we were, anyone who's coming by to the table, we just go, just send them to our panel. We're standing right over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, man, yeah, we, we really lucked out with uh, the, the panel stuff this year because 
uh, two nights before the uh, the con, our uh, AV guy came down with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we had nothing. And uh, all this time, I knew that uh, one of my dear friends was going to propose during the uh, uh, costume contest panel. So it was the mad dash and scramble to make sure that we had panels. Right. You know, it would have been one of those like, oh, no, uh, no panels this year. We'll just have a stage for the costume contest. Right. You know, it, it's, you know, we're, we're easy to go and thinking on the fly. Yeah. But uh, then I remembered, oh, I've invited all of the other cons here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jeff Bright from uh, the Creators Con, Rod Janlu from uh, the Horror Con, mm-hmm. and Aslan Burroughs from SoonerCon came to my aid without hesitation yeah um yeah they set a set us up with uh the audio visual the uh the projectors uh extra volunteers and and costume people just to to add to the fun oh man they saved us yeah yeah <laughs> and I, I don't know if you heard it but you know, of course red dirt dnd i went ahead and posted our panel uh on our red dirt dnd podcast if you guys want to check, check that out again red dirt dnd because it was a great sound out of this. It was an old mixer. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. It was like, it was working with an antique, but of course, you know, it, all it does is take all the sounds from any microphones, plugged it into it and send it out either to speakers or to whatever. So it worked perfectly for us. Yeah. And, uh, it, it worked out that it wasn't too loud for our vendors that were, you know, just next to, uh, to the, the yeah. panels. Cause that's always a concern, you know, that it's the, Oh my God, I'm tired of, listening to this and this and this and this. So uh, we, we tried to buffer as much as we could. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it, it just kind of worked out that all the panel stuff worked out beautifully. And, yeah, that, that sound, like, it, it kind of just worked for that space. Yeah. And this was your first year in the in formerly the, Cox Pavilion. Yes. And uh, we got nothing but uh, rave reviews yeah. for uh, for using that building, which – you know, we used out of necessity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I kind of loved the space. So yeah, it was a huge space. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, uh, we, we could have filled it more, but we, we always like to have that big area for like rest and, you know, mm-hmm. people to get together, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And you don't want to have it so packed that, that people can't move around to the different vendors and you can see everyone could get to every vendor. Right. Yeah, and and we uh, we tried to set it up to where there was you know good traffic flow you know throughout the thing, and uh, there was one area that didn't get as much traffic flow as we had hoped, but we're going to fix that next year, and you, you know, uh, you know we're going to look down that vendor list and see who, you know who we can hit, uh, hook up and take care of that kind of thing. Who uh, how how do you if you go to next year do you think there might be a two year con instead a two day con instead of <laughs> a, a two year long two year con. long con never ending con yeah uh, man that would be an experience <laughs> wouldn't it so do you think it might be two days next year uh, let's hope so I mean if uh, if a I end up doing the Kickstarter like I'm threatening and be it successful mm-hmm. sure it um, should be it should be most people because I mean there's fans of New World Comic Con now yeah. Yeah, which is kind of crazy because, I mean, you know, if you all know me, I'm just kind of a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of guy, and it's the, uh, hey, I know a whole bunch of really cool people. Hey, cool people, I have some ideas. And then everyone gets on board, and then we end up doing stuff. Yeah, how did your vendors turn out? Did they, did they do good, do well on that? Uh, all but, like, five. Okay. Um, and like I say, uh, a little bit of that was traffic flow, and then some of that was, uh, you know, just the crowd not engaging on that, but, uh, mm-hmm. we had a few vendors who needed, uh, kind of a boost. So 
during the con, I'd get on the intercom and send people that way. Right. You know, like uh, there was one vendor that was selling socks. Yeah. And lo and behold, because, you know, I, I'm in desperate need of a hip replacement, uh, throwing socks on right now is mm. near impossible, but uh, I just desperately needed socks that day. So I made the announcement, went over, bought a pair of socks, and right as I was, you know, meandering over there, you know, someone was buying five pair, and it was the, okay, cool, they're they're doing okay yeah. now. Yeah. And there were some of the most comfortable socks ever. So, yeah, I saw, saw the socks. There was also a, a t-shirt company that was selling t-shirts for like five bucks. Yeah. And so I immediately, I had to buy a t-shirt from that. Five bucks, you can't beat that. Those ladies were so nice. I know. They were incredible. And I was, because they had one that I really liked. And it was, they had the, they had them uh, like a 2XL. And I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe I'll need that. And then I went back later and they'd already sold out of those. So it was like, well, let me try on the X. And she was so nice. Like, yeah, let me get the XL. You know, they were just very pleasant. I thought all the vendors that we went to were incredibly nice. Yeah, and, and it's it's kind of weird because, you know, um, we've been warned about certain vendors mm-hmm. before, you know, and, and I'm not saying that we haven't had our own problems with a few vendors right. here and there, but uh, some of the vendors that we get warned about from other cons come to ours and, and are angels. Yeah, I think it might just be the kindness that you send out. I think so, and and I mean, that's that's you know, kind of my philosophy in life is, you know, you, you get what you uh, put into it and, and yeah. all that. So. Plus $10 to get in meant that a lot of people had a lot more money to spend. Yeah. And, and that's the, the goal with uh, New World is I never, never want to uh, make it uh, exclusionary. Right. You know, I, I just because you don't have money doesn't mean that you can't go have fun, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, a life of poverty is is honorable, you know. If you're working hard and, and enjoying your own life, then keep doing it. it you shouldn't be, you know, punished right. for wanting to go have fun uh, just because you've chosen your, you know, path in life. Yeah. So it's really great. Do we think uh, have we got a time a date next for next year yet? Uh, we're always aiming for the last uh, Saturday in July. Right. Um, whether that happens is always up to uh, the fates. Yeah. <laughs> so. It was a good place also to cool down because it was so hot. Yeah, and uh, we were um, we, we were uh, pretty adamant about you know when we could open up doors and let people mm-hmm. in, and you know uh, we we told everyone that we are not opening the overhead doors Saturday morning. We're right. making sure that we keep the air conditioning this year. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was really needed. Yeah, and, and luckily uh, it was one of the cooler days mm-hmm. this this uh, summer. So yeah, which isn't saying much. <laughs> yeah, but still, I, I mean, it was a uh, you know a nice cool ninety. <laughs> yeah, that's, I know, I know exactly. So uh, you know, it's, it, right now is a really good time to to be a geek with all the the, the comic book stuff that's coming out. Uh, what's going on right now at, at Literati Press? Oh man, so uh, we're getting ready with our uh, new title, Alien Engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got the Blackjack Demon trade. Uh, hitting shelves, uh, God, last week or the week before. It, it's well, you had kinda... it at New World. Yes. So it was there at New World Comic Con. I was thinking about that one, but I ended up buying Glamorella's daughter because I needed a copy of that for my wife's classroom because I thought that is a, that's a book that needs to be in her classroom. Absolutely. So I bought that. Yeah, and, uh, oh man, yeah, uh, the fact that we have trade paperbacks now is just kind of mind-blowing, you know. Uh, looking back, uh, you know, right at the beginning of a pandemic thinking, mm-hmm. 
hey, let's put out a comic book or two. Yeah. And now it's a full-fledged company. Yeah, and there's trade paperbacks coming out, new titles coming out, and continuations of the current ones. Yeah, and uh, uh, we got the print shop up and running, and we're uh, we're taking care of most of the local artists' uh, uh, you know print needs. Mm-hmm. Now, my, uh, my niece... Uh, you know, who was on the show previously. Yes. Uh, just made a killing, you know, off of the uh, uh, the prints that she made. And, you know, everyone marveled at the quality. That's so. wonderful. Yeah, we saw our table there. And then it looked like every time I went by, there were people there either looking or buying something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was just so cool to see her. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, she... um. She had so much fun. She was like, okay, well, where's the next convention? Yes. And uh, there was like a pop-up thing at a tea shop that's not far from her house. That mm-hmm. She was like, okay, well, I just signed up for that. I didn't ask anyone's questions or permission. I just did it myself. There you go. Yeah, I was like, look at you, 15-year-old. <laughs> I know. Just follow Jerry Bennett. He's about everything. Right. <laughs> I think there's going to be something going on with Plaza I saw on Facebook yeah, on this Friday, morning. Yeah, Yeah, that's going to be amazing just to have all these artists out there that just That'd be incredible. Yeah, and uh, we're going to uh, bring out as many of our uh, cosplayers as we can. Good. Uh, just to help Literati, uh, you know, get the uh, the attention that it deserves. And, um, yeah, uh, it's just about, you know, playing in the community now. Yeah, whether well, it's like starts at 6 o'clock on, on plot or is it 5? I think it's 5. Yeah. Um, or at least, you know, uh, unofficially because well we've all been there yeah exactly <laughs> plus if yeah plus you want to get down there in time to get some parking uh the plaza district is a great place but not always a great choice in parking right <laughs> but the plaza district uh down if anyone doesn't know that's between class and Penn on 16th street and you know i used to live in the mid 90s in the 12th and blackwell when it was whole it was horrible yeah. to try and walk around at that time <laughs> look at you with your affordable housing i know i live in a cheap old apartment in yeah. the plaza district which wasn't even really the it was called the plaza district but it's not what it is today right and so unfortunately when i moved out is when it kind of got cool that's <laughs> the story of my life but it's a really great place to go down to down now especially on a friday evening so many places to eat so many places to see yeah and uh just honestly, the the kind of culture down there, like it, mm-hmm. it used to be, uh, you know, kind of the uh, hipster in crowd, right? And I mean, it still kind of is, but like it, it's chilling out. Yeah, yeah, you it's know, become a really cool place to just hang out. Yeah, yeah, it's the uh, they're they're welcoming in the common folk now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're finally cool enough to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you know, I would always go down there in my uh, uniform of t-shirt, cargo shorts, and flip flops. Yeah, I'd stick out like a sore thumb, whereas now it's the ah, it's just another. Uh, <laughs> it's just another guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's also been some great things coming out in television and, and movies and stuff. Have you had a chance to see Sandman yet? Yes, I'm. Uh, uh, I want to say I just finished episode eight last night. Okay, I just finished episode six. Oh my gosh! And I tell you. Um, First off, it was it was great, uh, I, just amazing. I hadn't read these comics in like thirty years. Same, and and uh, it, it's one of those where uh, while watching it, my wife would have questions. I was like, you know, I think it's this. Yeah, but yeah, they, there were a few things they have changed uh, for 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 situations because there's other things like Matthew. 
Matthew the Raven. Great yes. example. Uh, you can't really explain Matthew's backstory unless you've read all of the Swamp Thing issues. Right. And understand who Matthew is and why he died and, and why Sandman was there to take him. And there's a, So they just went, okay, he's, de- he's a dead guy that just became yeah. back well, to the Raven. Well, and it turns out that there's uh, some uh, rights issues on why they can't use certain characters right. and stuff. Like, that's why we have Lady Constantine instead of yes, John Constantine. John Con- which the only problem I had, with, I love... I love Clara uh, or uh, uh, Jenna Coleman. I think she's wonderful. Loved her as Clara. Loved her as Queen Victoria. My only problem with her playing um, and uh, gender swapped John Constantine. That's fine, but there was no blonde hair. Yeah, one. Well, they're not gross or disheveled or yeah, no dirty Mac, no smoking. And I'm like, okay, all that's really left is Jenna doing a Liber- Liverpudlian accent. Yeah, and I'm like because. John is one of the most disgusting, awful, oh, yeah. deplorable human beings with a heart of gold. Yes, yes, exactly. And <laughs> but oh, I still love the fact that they left in uh, uh, her girlfriend that had gotten a hold of the bag of. I mean, there were moments, and I was like, oh, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, oh, I'd forgotten about that. Well, and, throughout and, the entire series. Well, in the the episode when it starts off with the soccer ball. Yes, it and was they the, catch it. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's straight from the comic book. Yeah. <laughs> and and just the see you soon yeah and the sound of her which is the sound of her wings which i remembered as soon as they showed the title like that is that is the sound of that that issue yeah and it was so neat because when you hear when you're reading it there is no sound yeah but hearing the sound in the show i was like oh was so and i was, I was in tears throughout that because it was yeah. just not only the the story which is phenomenal and almost an exact, almost word for word to the comic book. Yeah. But just remembering where I was when I read that back in the early nineties. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, it was so good. John, John Constantine was the only complaint I really had about the, the switching of the, the stuff because it, everything else was spot on. And uh, like I said, we're right in the middle of doll's house right now. Episode seven, I think yeah. is what we, we finally six or seven. And meeting all these characters again, Ken and Barbie, and yeah. and of course going back to Unity well, and, and yeah, and oh my God, Corinthian, that oh. guy, that guy is like his career is made now. Yeah, like yeah, he is phenomenal. Yeah, and and, and the, but the introduction of Corinthian earlier on because yeah. usually he doesn't get introduced until the Doll's House, right? But the fact that he's introduced very early on in the series and makes it kind of a more, this is going to be the main bad guy. Right. Which I understand why, because, you know, you can't have just the uh, magic quest for all the stuff. Right. You know, you, right. you know, you needed that extra B plot because, you know, early on they were like, okay, we, we're, we're going to slow play this and hope that this works because there was nothing like it before. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Like there were a few things that were kind of sort of close, you know, uh, check out Stardust or, you know, some of the, the uh, or wait, no, Star Child. Yeah. Star Ch- yeah. Uh, the P. Craig Russell's stuff or, you know, uh, some of that. But it, it's really just nothing like it before, yeah. really. You yeah. know, something so cerebral and, and uh, well, that's otherworldly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, because Swamp Thing was kind of paving the, the way. But, right. You know, even that was still grounded. Yeah, and this was this was off the wall because Neil Gaiman has such a mind. I've always said he has such a mind for mythology and human behavior that when he created the aspects, I'm like, yeah, this which, is this was this is amazing. Which you know where that comes from, right? What's that? He was the 
page boy for Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons on Watchmen. Was he really? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was in charge of uh, continuity layout and uh, the pages to make sure that a the symmetry trick worked. Right. You know, like they wanted to make sure that the whole thing worked just like that. And then he was in charge of going through all of the details and finding whatever connections they could make. That makes so much sense for yeah. him because that's the one thing. And I, that was the other thing was, was watching this and there's the, the little Easter. If you've read the entire 70, is it 75 issues? Yeah. Um, well, and now plus, well, but, the, yeah, but the, yeah. the main 75 issues, which ran from 89 to 95. And if you, and if you read them, there are little Easter eggs that Neil dropped. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm like, uh, there was there was things, and I'm I'm trying to remember some of them right now off the top of my head, and I, I can't come up with them. But I was like, if this goes for like three seasons, yeah, <laughs> we'll finally get that answer of who that person is. I think of one Joanna Constantine. Yeah, he drops. Oh, I mentioned I met her, and of course they hobgaggling. That is another one of my <laughs> favorite issues. Yeah, and the fact that they did it again, word for word, except, and I had to explain. I had to pause it. Okay, and I explained to my wife. Okay. This came out in 1989. So, so he met with him in 1989. Although he still used the line "You're you're late." Yeah, and you know, and and they kept on with that. But since he, it was now 2022, yeah, they had he to... missed the 1989 meeting. And I love the way they kind of did that. Yeah, uh, but and it was, a, it was a great change, you know, to that. But still. Even the, the people in the background talking about revolution and yeah. oh, the end of the world's going to be coming anytime soon. Well, and, and uh, just the the way that they they had set up uh, so much just in the show of we don't mind that we're not explaining or exploring more of that world. Let's do take that you know awesome issue and explore that and help explain the world kind of here yeah. and build your characterization without feeling like it was a wasted episode, you know, cause right. like some of the Marvel shows, uh, you know, would sometimes have one of those, like, do we really need to see, uh, not Karen pages, fake backstory. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it, but it was, it was fun. I, I, I have really enjoyed it. Everyone go check it out. It's on Netflix and it's just, it's so much fun. Yeah. When the diner came up yeah. and, and it took me a while because again, I'm, I haven't read these in 30 years, but then John D is sitting at the, at the diner and the people start getting introduced. I'm like, Oh, and I'm like, uh, I'm just thinking, cause my wife's kind of, she's not, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I don't know if I should stop this right now and say, okay, a bunch of bad stuff happens. Let's go to the next episode I, because I just, yeah, I, I helped cover my wife's eyes. Yeah. She, she's not big into the, the gore and that kind of, yeah. Cause it gets bad yeah. and it got bad and actually got even worse. I think, I think they kind of tastefully did it in the show Yes, because to- <laughs> in the comic, it is horrible. Yeah. You know, and so not to uh, say that it's not in the show, but uh, just know comparatively, this is a drop in the bucket. Yeah. yeah. But I said, I said, once we get past this, once he gets the ruby from John D and actually what I love is he realizes, hey, he doesn't need them anymore. Yeah. Which is the whole purpose of the kind of the MacGuffin was that he was searching for something that he finds out because of searching for it. He didn't actually need anymore. He yeah. had the power within himself. And so, yeah. I love Matthew. I guess that's, is that Patton Oswalt doing yeah. the voice? And uh, I love Patton Oswalt. Yeah. He can do the voice for anything. <laughs> I do kind of miss the Robert Smith uh, hair. Yes. You know, they're yeah. doing as much as they can, but there's just something about seeing just that big 
you know, black poof ball yes. on top of this skinny. Although the actor they got. Oh, he's so good. He's got this very little affectation at all. And yeah. this beautiful voice. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it's, it's like they they were like, okay, so let's get 90s Keanu Reeves before we realized he couldn't do a British accent. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, but so well done. Uh, all the characters that you're introduced to was absolutely loving. Yeah, and, and I was afraid that like some of the uh, casting would be an issue. You uh-huh. know, because... They were talking about trying to uh, gender swap and, and uh, you know, like race swap some characters for inclusivity. It didn't really feel at any moment. No. With Rose, Rose uh, is, is African-American rather yeah. than a white girl and uh, deaf. They, they chose to use a black uh, performer. Yeah. And, I, oh, and, and uh, Cain and Abel. And Cain and Abel. Yeah. I l- well, Which, oh, Cain and oh, Abel. They're so good. They are so fantastic, and I just absolutely love them. Um, but I, you know, I didn't have a problem with death being swapped because, as far as I'm concerned, she's death. She yeah. can look like anybody. Well, uh, yeah, she in wants the comics, to. she shows. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, even said at one point in the comics, said, "Do you want me to show back up with a uh, scythe and a black robe again?" You know, yeah. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> she can't appear as anybody, and yeah. but the the whole. See, and the fact that we don't get any of the aspects until we get a little teaser of desire. And oh, I and I've only got, I've gotten a little bit of despair, and I'm like, oh, that's a perfect it's, choice. It's kind of weird that they have clothes on, but you know, yeah, just because I mean, in the show or in the comic, it was you know that was part of the oh yeah, but I, I understand them trying to tone down the the writing. Yeah, know, well, but. and also it's it was it's very I, I liked them being more of a of just this this depressing. You can look at them and immediately know that's despair right. without having to go using the artistry of this physical form of despair, just right. looking at the girl that plays her. Yeah. And how she just pulls in and yeah. shuts down and yeah. And it's, and of course when she pulls her hook out and yeah. starts like, <laughs> but yes, just and desire. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to eventually. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to eventually uh, bring in delirium. Uh, yeah. Um, which, Oh, I can't wait to see the the design. And then, Oh my God! The amount of girls that are going to dress up like delirium. I yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, because it's one of the the like early early you know punk uh, you know like I, I don't know pop punk. Uh, it was it was she was basically kind of Madonna and Cyndi Lauper all rolled up into one. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with a 21st century version of delirium. Yeah, I mean, as long as she has the the you know half shaved head. Right, I think yeah. the affectation will still be the same. It has to be. She'll still be. She'll still be delirium. It's, I think she'll she'll bring brought up into the 21st century, kind of like what they did with death. Yeah, and not make him quite so 80s uh, <laughs> new new romantic type of uh, character. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we're almost out of time. Oh, uh, now have you <laughs> seen? Uh, first off, have you seen um, Prey yet? Not yet. Uh, Do but, but at the at the con, uh, my friend Adam Youngbear, who like. Built his own Predator suit. Like, it's screen accurate. It was amazing. He sold it off, and he's working on another suit. He came up to me and says, hey, I saw Prey at the uh, Native Center. It's the coolest. Yes. I love it. He says, it's my favorite Predator movie now. It Without a doubt. I, and I've actually not really been thrilled with Predator movies. Ever since the first one, I was like, it's okay. Not even the second one? Danny Glover was too old for that stuff. Oh, I, do. I know. It's always. <laughs> but that's the problem. It just didn't seem like it. it, it 
it was always, it didn't seem like dealing much with a predator himself. Right. And this one really, it's like, how do you hunt this thing? And, and of course the, the using the Comanche language and the Comanche people and actual native Americans playing these roles. It's incredible. It is so good. Do see it. I think that one's on prime. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Or uh, maybe it's Hulu, but it's, Oh, it's on Hulu. That's right. Yeah. It's on Hulu. Go check it out. It's really good. Uh, my wife, I think it is certainly my favorite predator movie of all oh, time. That's awesome. So it's really, really good. Um, I gotta let you go. I know we're going to have you back probably next week. We're going to talk about other literati press and other things going on yeah. because it's just, there's just so much to talk about. And, uh, and when we do near, hear about more about new world comic con, let us know and let us know how this, this thing goes this Friday at in the Plaza District. We Absolutely. About what's going on in Literary Press. Buck, thank you so much for showing up. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU, Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can find us on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Buck Berlin, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.